0: Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a podcast where we can never remember right now to actually record our intro. And also Hannah has the flu, which means that me, Charlie, gets full reign on saying whatever I want and not having to follow Hannah's rules. (laughs) So today's episode we have on two of our favourite people, Meg and Kate from Swish and Flick. We're discussing chapter, oh shit, uh, chapter, fuck, uh, chapter 14 of the half-blood prince we're drinking some weird grapefruity german beer which was actually quite nice and um yeah i'm gonna leave you with some todd purring asmr because hannah can't stop me because she's sick (laughs) <laughs> and four years into this podcast, have we ever learned how to not make
1: the highs <laughs> awkward?
0: <laughs> it's always sometimes. Always a certain amount of lag.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, we always like we have guests come on our like bonus episodes um, and we always have to like before we start recording, we're always like, we're going to say hi to you. Please respond <laughs> because it's really awkward <laughs> if you don't. <laughs>
0: We always say this, but for real this time this is the most overdue collaboration <laughs> that we have ever had.
1: Yes. Finally,
0: after a very long time, we have Megan Kate from Swish and Flick on the podcast. Yay! Hello. Hey, it's us. <laughs> AKA The Loves of Our Life. Uh, we went <laughs> yes. from like knowing off you guys having listened to you guys a bit to like meeting you at LeakyCon, and then immediately just being like um these are our favorite people in the world these, <laughs> these are people that we're obsessed with um we, right back at you we, yeah seriously <laughs> we it's physically painful to me that we don't that, live in the same yeah country. that we live in different countries and we can't just hang out because i don't think that i've ever like met people before and so immediately just being like Oh, these are my people. These are my my friends. friends.
2: You just we love love you so much. (laughs) We love you too. Um. Feelings totally mutual. Yeah, (laughs) I'm. I'm so glad. Like, I just remember
0: when we met, like the night before LeakyCon at the restaurant, and I think like one of you mentioned Taylor Swift, and I just saw Hannah's face (laughs) being like, "Oh my god!" And then I think it happened again with like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, (laughs) and then Hannah died. (laughs) Moving to America, she's being adopted by the
1: Petrus family.
0: (laughs) Anyway, how have you guys? Sleeky cold.
1: <laughs> good. Busy, but good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went to the Pacific Northwest for the first time ever, and it was like the most beautiful place we've ever gone to in the US. It actually, like, Oregon reminded us quite a bit at times of Scotland. Oh, yeah. Like, just so oh. much green. It's like there's so many, like, hills and mountains there, but instead of it being grass, like in Scotland, it was trees, but like from far away, it kind of all looked the same. So it was really pretty, but
0: yeah. The only way that I picture the Northwest is twilight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks <laughs> oh, exactly that was, like okay. that. We went to Forks. Yeah, yeah we, that was We the had thing. to go do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, I want to go. <laughs> so our first question when we have guests on that we're going to ask you is what is your kind of like... It sounds obvious question, but what is your background with Harry Potter? How did you two get into that? And why did you like from that? Why did you start Swish and Flick?
1: So I was one of those kids that was a very against reading Harry Potter because everybody was reading Harry Potter. And my mom had bought the books for me. <laughs> and she kept trying to be like, Meg, she's a dental hygienist. So she had patients coming in telling her like their kids love these books. So she's like, I'm just hearing so many good things about these books. Like, why won't you read them? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so rebellious. Yeah. You were and, um, too special and, too cool. and quirky. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was very into babysitter's little sister books and that was all I wanted to read. But then I actually am somebody who saw the first film before I then read the books. So my mom did convince me to go and see the movie and it was just like overnight I became obsessed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it was because that came out in like November so it was like by the end of Christmas break that year I finished one two three and four and then thank wow me. Right, and I was like I was 12 11 I was 11 so I read like all of those in a month and then only had to wait like a couple months for five because like I know that was like the big drought that everybody talks about like between four and five but like I only had to wait like half a year so that was really great but yeah and that's like how I started getting into Potter. And we can talk about Swish after.
2: Yeah. Mine's super similar. Like I didn't want to read the books. So I read the first chapter
1: and I was like, this is boring. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. The first <laughs> time I, the first time boy. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. the first time I tried to read it, I got to the chapter, the keeper of the keys and I keep put going. it down because I was like, this is boring. And I, t- I think back all the time. I'm like, if I had read two more pages, yep. I would have been hooked before I saw the movie, yep. but I just like gave yep. up on it. Yep and then the movie was out and my dad was like well why don't we just go
2: see it and i was like whatever and then we did and it was just you know it's just history from there honestly looks the, the exact same thing yeah. Saw the movie and then was like I'm devouring everything and didn't have
1: to wait a long time for five i feel I had- bad for people that had to <laughs> i know i dragged my dad to the midnight release of the book too it was just and i like i didn't take any friends with me or anything like it was just me and my dad and he took me to the mall and hung out with me until midnight and bought me the book it's a good dad He's great though.
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> so then tell us about Swish and Flip. Yes. You guys are like so. one of the OG podcasters. Oh my I God. Like.
1: Well, after uh, MuggleCast, I'm going to give that to them because yeah. they're amazing. Shout out to them. And like, I listened to MuggleCast for a long time. But then like, they were really the only Potter podcast I ever listened to. And honestly, the only podcast in general that I listened to for a very long time. I'm just, which is kind of funny But I'm just, like, not a podcast listener. Like, I just... (laughs) just, Controversial take. No, this is a giant mood. Let me tell you. I, like, almost
0: never listen to podcasts. And it's My time that I could listen is spent making one. I'm like, I don't have time to listen to one. I I know. Literally, I tell people I run a podcast and they must be like, oh, my God, you must have such good podcast recommendations then. And I'm like, aside from my friends... No. No. Right. Right. Yeah. Unless you're um, into nerdy literature.
1: No. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I'm like, I listened to other, a couple other Harry Potter ones, but that's really it. (laughs) That is it. So that summer (laughs) was the 20th anniversary of Sorcerer's Stone and Tiffany would read Harry Potter every summer. It was like a tradition because she's a teacher. So she has the summer off. So she would always, every summer, read through the books. So we had been like, well, that sounds like a fun project. Like we should do a little book club for it over the summer and like we'll come over and we'll make food. We'll talk about the books. Like we'll do this a couple times over the summer and it'll be fun. It'll be like a fun two-month thing that we do <laughs> so we got together for the first time and it was like actually on the 20th anniversary i think so we go to tiffany's house we like make this huge dinner we like printed out questions We had a yeah whole i like went on to scholastic.com and like found discussion questions for the first two books like we were going to talk about the first two books and we sat in her living room for like no joke maybe four hours and talked about half of Sorcerer Stone. Like we like barely got through anything. (laughs) And then Sarah was just kind of like, why don't we do a podcast? And all of us were, I mean, like this is not anything that we've ever done. And we were just like, okay, that sounds fun. And then like within a week we had all of the equipment like, the four of us just kind of, like, divvied up what we had to buy to, like, make it more affordable. We, like, all went in on a mixer. My introverted each... self was like. <laughs> I know. We each got, like, the, do this? these cheapy $20 <laughs> microphones, like, mic, mic stands. And then got together at Sarah's house. And our first episode came out on Harry's birthday that summer. Yeah, it was a monthly. So it was, like, it was, like, so fast. Wow. And, like, we have literally put out an episode a week since then fucking
0: hell! Fuck. We struggle with two months. Yeah, <laughs> is our episode for Monday ready? No. no. <laughs> Have we finished recording? I t- totally it? get it.
1: No. <laughs> Have you
0: proof listened to it?
1: No. no. <laughs> it's so much work. I don't totally like- get it.
0: So now we've established that we're all trash humans. Yeah. Um,
1: what houses <laughs> are you two in? <laughs> Um, I am Slytherin. Yay! <laughs> and I'm in Hufflepuff.
0: Woo! Nice! Yeah. We have the best two houses represented.
2: Excuse me? Gryffindor, hi. No,
0: that's, that's the worst house. <laughs> what else do we ask? Well, the it? most
1: important question of all.
0: <gasps> what are we, are we, we drinking?
1: drinking? Oh. Our favorite thing ever. You can say it. it's like your favorite thing ever. Yeah, I really
2: like th- Okay, it's a beer. It's called Schafferhofer. And I don't know how to say this next word, but it's a a hyphenweizen beer, so everyone can make fun of me. Heffenweizen for saying that. I don't know. It's German, and it's grapefruit, and it's delicious.
0: Yes, right. Shall we crack it open? I'm very excited, um, mostly because... Um, I recently went on antidepressants. And <laughs> Most exciting because recently yeah. I went on antidepressants. Uh, and the antidepressants I'm on, we could only get grapefruit flavoured and uh, you're not supposed to have grapefruit with my antidepressants. So, um, cheers. So did you upset? say something?
2: <laughs> she didn't realise it I've, never, earlier I've never
0: tried this, so um, here we go. She'll be fine, don't worry about it.
2: Oh,
0: okay, that's good. Nice. Oh my god, that's good.
2: Don't worry, good. it's not gonna kill okay, me.
0: <laughs> I think I have had it in Germany, but years ago. I love that Germany do these beers cut with fruit juices. Like we had a few while we were out there. and I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't we do that here? That's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I think from what Neil said, it researched. Did he say something like it makes your dose? Make sure i dose stronger, but you're so, on a relatively if low anything, dose. this is going to make me less depressed. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, then we did do a we, service,
1: so. Her humour
0: is very dark. Please don't worry. Also, it's okay. So do, is ours. Please <laughs> do not mix sisr with grapefruit and then sue us. We are not doctors. This is great. I love this. We also bought 12 because we were worried we wouldn't be able to find them. And Neil wanted some, so we good oh there we go <laughs> but yeah we should never send York to get alcohol because he did just buy all, literally all of it all he could find yeah sorry why are we drinking schoffenhofer is it, it it's just your guy's favorite beer
1: it is so like we tried it for the first time in epcot actually they serve it oh. in epcot at the germany pavilion fun at fact, disney one glass of it is the
2: yes. same cost as 12 cans
1: of it. Uh So,
2: yeah. It's better to just buy it. So, I was like, I can never buy it again in Epcot. I'm just
1: (laughs) like, I'll just go to the grocery store. It's fine. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. We just really love it. It took us a really long time to get into beer, like in general. And this was kind of one of those like stepping stone beers that got us into beer. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, was it because you
0: were drinking American beer, which is piss? Water. (laughs) it is is. yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah right onto the chapter which has its own story i fucked up really badly and told (laughs) these guys the wrong chapter and then best of all once we discovered this hannah immediately turned to me and went this is your fault because i'm pretty sure that i said to you i told them this chapter and i was like
2: what (laughs) What?" (laughs) like
0: She's like, no, it's your fault, Charlie. I'm like, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so H- Hannah fucked up. Hannah, yeah. for the past week, has been convinced that we're a chapter behind where. Do you know are. what it is? Do you know why? Right? It's fucking LehiCon and recording them the wrong way round. I fucked up, and unfortunately, Meg and Katie have prepared for chapter 13.
2: <laughs> yeah. I could tell you all and about it's it. not.
0: It's. It's chapter 14, Felix Felicis. (laughs) On the plus side, it's an incredibly light-hearted, silly chapter. It is. And I'm I'm pretty sure you guys will be able to make it up as you go along. You tell us us the entire plot of the chapter. Go on, tell us the plot right now. (laughs) Chapter 14, Felix Felicis. I don't know if that's how you say it. It's the next day after the lesson with... Uh, Dumbledore, which you two prepped for. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And I can tell you
1: all about it. The tri- <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the trio are heading down to Hobology and they're doing sn- Snagaluf pods? Snag s- something pods. They but- sound truly disgusting. <laughs> they really do. So it's a tree trunk with vines popping out of it and they have to like attack the vines to get the pod out of it. They put protective goggles on. They put protective gloves on. And then the chapter mentions that a vine gets caught in Hermione's hair. Bitch, tie your hair back. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, like, it's a dangerous plant. Tie your hair up. Yeah, it feels like one, this seems like a fairly dangerous, like it's weird that they're fully battling a plant as a lesson. Like, I know that we always talk about Hogwarts' lack of health and safety, but this is, it's a plant that is, like, actively attacking them, and the fact, yes, they have goggles on, but you feel like, normally, like, safety equipment would be like, okay, goggles, tie your hair back. Like, in science lessons, we have to tie our hair back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, like, you think of, like, how um, Professor Sprout, like, how insistent she is in Chamber of Secrets with, like, the earmuffs. So, like... Yeah, yeah. She normally cares about that kind of thing. You would think that she would have this time. Unless you go movie version, she's just like, oh, just leave Neville on the Uh, ground. Just leave him.
0: (laughs) Right. She might be hungover from one of the many group sex lesbian orgies that Hogwarts hosts (laughs) between the teachers the night before. Well, that so makes maybe sense, she just then. wasn't at her best. That's Yeah, we support her. Yeah, yeah, we do. So they're, like, gossiping about Dumbledore's lesson the night before and then they get yelled at because Neville has already got one of these disgusting, slimy, snuggle-off, whatever-they're-called pods out. Which begs the question, because then they start to do it and all three of them are, like, tackling this one log. Neville's on his own. Neville's on his own. And has already got it. Like, Neville is just one one v one with this weird tentacle log thing meanwhile it took all three of them like neville's a fucking badass i hate people being like oh neville has like bravery glow, glow up no he doesn't he just took on this like weird tentacle tree log thing all by himself and it took harry ron and Hermione to get it like
1: no, that's, that's crazy if you think about like and hermione
0: hermione is the one that actually plunges her hand into it in the end and gets the weird podge thing out which i feel like is so accurate for like women just being okay with gross things whereas men are, are just scared pussies. yeah <laughs> like they're just wimps and like women like yeah we we just don't care No. That's the thing, the book even says she plunged her hand bravely in. I was like, what were the yeah. other two doing, for God's sake? And I think it's because, like, I mean, obviously not necessarily, like, I feel like, you know, like, vagina owners. We're used to plunging our hands into I
1: knew you know, where you were you going, going with that, and I was like, yes.
0: So <laughs> down. Which, for the yeah. most part, that's women not everyone but most most are uh, used, used to pretty just you know
2: you you you, you got to do it yeah <laughs> Yeah, you just got to get the job done right <laughs>
1: <laughs> i right? sometimes i just really yeah. Harry just annoys me so much sometimes. Yes. Harry.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He annoys me all the time. Yeah. I don't know what you're like sometimes. All of the time. He's also
1: an extra like
0: jockey dickhead in (laughs) this book. He's just like I'm Harry Potter. I'm like shut up please. (laughs) So on that note Harry has to run off across the classroom because their pod has like flown across the room and when he leaves Hermione and Ron are having a little bicker at each other about Slughorn's parties and Ron's like oh it's just for the Slug Club again and Harry comes back when Hermione's like actually the Christmas party were allowed guests and I was going to invite you. (laughs) This starts off with Ron making a joke about Hermione hooking up with McLagan which like we haven't really had these full-on like terms for like getting off with people in harry potter so you're like okay wow hermione says i was gonna invite you harry arrives back and it's just like what can i do to make myself indivisible i'm gonna pound on this pot as heavily as possible like harry just walks somewhere else in the classroom oh my god
2: yeah he uses like a a trowel right like he's using a shovel to beat <laughs> yes. this thing on the table <laughs>
0: This is me whenever Hannah and Neil are, like, affectionate. I'm just there in the corner, just like, what (laughs) can I, um... (laughs) But yeah, they then start start having this very awkward discussion where Hermione's like, oh, unless you'd rather I got off with McLaggen. And Ron's like, no, I wouldn't. So I'd always kind of thought, this is bad communication on Hermione's part, because... Although Ron fucks up massively. Hermione didn't make it explicit they were, that she wanted to invite him like as a couple, but actually reading the line, unless you'd rather I got off with McClagan, no, I wouldn't, does make it pretty explicit that it's romantic. I think where yeah. the miscommunication is for me, as someone that's very bad at like interpreting, interpreting things and picking up on signals, mm. is the fact that they kind of have this discussion of her being like, I was going to ask you, and then Ron being like, oh, uh, were you? And then it gets dropped. Mm-hmm. It's not like sh- they were like, okay, so we'll go together then. Like it it just got dropped. Like she she just yeah. said, she didn't say, Oh, that's a good point. Would you? She doesn't actually ask him. She says, I was going to. And then Ron's like, oh, uh, were you? And then Harry is all Harry and makes himself the centre of attention again. So <laughs> I, this is the one time in the chapter I will defend Ron. I see from Ron's point of view that he's like, oh, like, she didn't ask me then, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be, now that you bring that up, like, from that standpoint, I'd be heard about it, too. I'd be like, okay, well, where do I stand then? Like, you said you were gonna, but now you didn't, and, like, what? Uh, where are we? Yeah, yeah cause the conversation
0: know. finished. The conversation finished with Ron saying, no, I wouldn't. As in, no, I
1: wouldn't rather you get off with McClagan. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not actually, kind of, okay, we're
0: going together.
1: Well, I almost kind of feel like in Hermione's view at this point, she's kind of like punishing him for not seeing that she wanted to or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, she's like, oh, well, if you're going to be like this, well, I'm going to tell you that I was going to invite you, but now I'm not. And it, like, I feel like it was purposeful because she can yeah. be yeah. like that. Yeah. But then she gets
0: 100%, yeah. upset with him later on uh-huh. when he then gets off with lavender and it's like, well, you didn't actually ask him. Yeah. So I see it both I I mean, I think the whole point of this chapter is they were they're like, the like the whole point of what she was trying to write is they were right for each other and this is the wrong moment. Like they weren't ready yet. Yeah. But yeah, like the blame, although Ron does a terrible thing, not most not because necessarily he got it for Lavender, because he's a dickhead to Hermione for days before. But actually, Hermione wasn't explicit enough. Asked him in terms of punishing him and didn't actually make it explicit she was asking him. Like mm. But yeah, Harry is then. <laughs> Harry then transitions into how do I make this all about me? So Harry, inside his own head, says he's not surprised because he had an inkling about this. Harry, you're the narrator of these books. Yeah, we, ha- we haven't. So like, <laughs> it's like, I had an inkling. It's like funny, Harry, because you've not mentioned it, and yeah. it's from your point of view. So um. So tell us about it, and also Harry, if you had an inkling about it, and Ron's your best friend, why didn't you go? Hey mate, do you like Hermione? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: they do not talk like ever. No, no, there's no. It's surface Harry level. Harry Ron don't ever. talk about shit. Very surface level. No, also, aside
0: from in the films, with the she has nice skin.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right? that's the yeah that's the length of it. it. Later, I'm sure you'll bring it up. But he like even starts to go like, well, like. What about what about me? Will the friendship survive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That is like one of his first thoughts.
0: Yeah, he's like I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's like Harry, maybe this isn't A-
1: about, about
0: you. <laughs> and maybe both of them would cope better with this situation if you are not so fucking awkward about it. Like yeah. you're making it worse. Like he's adding like active pressure onto the situation. <laughs> like yeah and I don't know I do relate to Harry as someone that like two of my best friends are in a relationship
2: sorry you, <laughs> the um, point is there <laughs> <in> that,
0: like, <laughs> it can be like hard to balance but at the same time like I'm not there like oh if um if something happened to hannah and neil how would this affect me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah so Harry said. Ha- harry's next thought after i have had an inkling about this is if they break up and they won't speak to each other again that'll be awful i'm caught in the middle but if they're really loved up it's really embarrassing to be around them <laughs> Oh, okay first off harry doesn't have very healthy models of what a good relationship looks like like bill and fleur are a healthy relationship but he's only seen them in like the honeymoon phase but i'm like <laughs> why are you so scared of like them kissing stop being a child harry <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not only that he like has all of the um like opinions of jenny and hermione like on fleur at the beginning because that's at the beginning of half blood prince right yeah like when Jenny's like not yeah. kind at all and um and, and I mean he has Molly and Arthur but they're older it's just not the same you know like yeah. he needs like an example of like a younger couple that he could like know better yeah oh yeah. Harry yeah
0: <laughs> his attitude right now is essentially like oh my god what if Ron gets cooties off
2: Hermione like yeah that's
0: like <laughs> What if they can't help me solve all my mysteries because they're (laughs) kissing? (laughs) Oh my God. It's so... And then narrator Harry tops all this off with saying, he'd have to see what happens under the dark room and influence of Butterbeer, but he couldn't worry about that. He had more important things to worry about. Influence of Butterbeer? Yeah, no, I worried. I wondered about this because it has been established. Well, it's a bit weird. Is Butterbeer alcoholic? We still haven't had this question answered for us. I would have to assume no, or it makes house elves drunk.
1: I always assumed that it was, but it was just like very low percent. Yeah, yeah so but like for a this house elf,
0: I, I but think how it's are like students drinking it from like fourteen. I think it's like two yeah.
1: percent beer. But yeah. then
0: how are they going and getting served? Because the Wizarding World has no safeguarding, Charlie.
1: <laughs> That's so true.
0: <laughs> because because
1: I can't remember what book it is, but like they talk about how Hermione basically like acts tipsy. Yeah. Well, like, is it really off-brand
2: for Hogwarts to be like, oh, these small children that can use magic but don't really know how to use magic? Yes. Give them alcohol. Sounds great.
1: Yeah.
0: Totally on I guess. I think... Maybe that's why they're not allowed into Hogsmeade until age 12, 13. It's actually the legal limit for drinking butterbeer. and they don't have to drink (laughs) butterbeer, they go to Hogsmeade. Yes, they do. It's a legal requirement. For me, the issue with is if butterbeer is alcoholic, is where are all of the chapters where they're acting like 14-year-olds that go to a park and drink one WKD and act like they're absolutely hammered. Like, any 14-year-old drinking alcohol for the first time, even if it is 2%, percent i going to be like, oh my God, I'm so wasted. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah you why like have you got Something American accent. Accent? But like... <laughs> You know? I feel like they were actually like they're not gonna be going to a pub and having like a 2% drink and acting like they've just had one you've 2% got to drink. Rem- you've got they're to remember gonna that- be acting as if they're like absolutely shwasted. You've gotta remember that Harry Potter is the most boring man to ever exist. I and guess. Unfortunately, but then- we are seeing the series through his eyes. But like, uh, yes, and yes, he's completely inobservant, so maybe there are all of these like girls around him, like acting absolutely wasted of one butterbeer, but like <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I feel like it needs to be more. This, for me, is like the most explicit that has ever been said, that he's like, what will happen under the influence of Butterbeer? Like, cause aside from that, it's just Also, like, Hermione's 17 by this point. Hermione could be under the influence of something a lot stronger if she wants to. Coke. Be. I True. didn't mean. <laughs> yeah, sure, Coke. Yeah, because yeah. Coke is definitely legal. If you're
1: 17. <laughs> oh,
0: That's yeah. how law works. I'm more meant fire whiskey, but sure, go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a <laughs> we, wizarding world, yeah, who knows?
1: We do always go back to that, though, like on Swish, too. It's like we have to remember that like we're reading this through Harry's perspective and Harry can be pretty boring and Harry is so (laughs) unobservant, like doesn't notice anything that goes on around him. So like he was I mean, as a kid, he's like, oh, I got on the roof. Don't know how that happened.
2: <laughs> right, just going to go on
1: <laughs> with my day. No big deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like to think that when he thinks to himself, oh, I thought this might happen with Ron and Hermione, that he's actually, he hadn't, and he's just saving face at this point. Like, he just, with just himself, realized. <laughs> with his <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but like, do you not ever do that, where you like kind of lie to yourself about things?
2: Yeah, well, I, I mean. Have. You got Yeah, it. yeah. I
0: definitely <laughs> saw this coming. Yeah, and you're like, I'm, I'm so surprised. I'm so, so dumb. <laughs> but yeah, Harry, yeah. then dumb person that he is, is full on like it doesn't matter. I'll have to see what happens with it later. The more pressing issue is quidditch. quidditch. <laughs> Oh of yes, course Harry. always. Sport. Ugh. Love 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 that sport. I love how much sport means, how important it is rather time. than your interpersonal relationships. It's just all about that good old sport. <sighs> so they're making birds <laughs> appear in Transfiguration, which okay, we went on a rant for twenty minutes in the last episode about Gamp's Law, but how the fuck does Gamp's law mean that you can't make food appear? But you can make yellow canaries appear, please. Also, I'm is gonna it, kill. I'm gonna rip my eyes out. Like, <laughs> why can they make yellow canaries appear? This is the thing. Is it just canaries? Because surely you can make a canary appear. You can make a any chicken bird appear, appear, and then so you can make the a chicken. chicken appear, and then you can cook the chicken.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say maybe it's just That's that beautiful. like the reason why those things can appear is because then you have to like do all the hard work. Whereas like if you're just you know conjuring up a roast chicken a roast chicken it's like well that's easy <laughs> i'm just gonna sit down and eat
0: <laughs> but you can make more if you have a roast chicken under gamp's law True. you can make more roast chicken
1: i think that the whole mm. gamp's law like it's just bullshit we hate <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> it's it doesn't so make dumb. any
0: sense at this point it's like so if you have food you can make more food you can also make the origin yeah the food. well and
1: also actually i think that this was for chapter 13 because i was like i literally was just thinking about this you know the chapter we prepared for yeah so sorry <laughs> um harry like mentions something about how like oh well how could do you guys say do you say voldemort's mom's name how do you say it
0: <laughs> Marope. so okay, no, we i have always Marope. okay I've always read it as Merope. However, okay. Stephen Fry in the audiobook is like Merope. merope? Yeah, merope. Stephen Fry says Merope. merope. No, but, no, not even merope. M- merope. Merope. But to me, it's Merope.
1: Yeah, that's how Jim, we've always
0: read it. We might be wrong.
1: Jim Dale says Merope, which is why I've always said uh. Merope. But anyway, so Harry says something about how Merope shouldn't not have food because she's a witch or something like that and like Dumbledore basically just like agrees and like they move on and I'm like yeah (laughs) wait like what is the episode that's coming out
0: in a day that will have already come out by you guys because you know it's the episode you'd prep for you would have loved it (laughs) most of the episode was us losing our shit over the fact that Dumbledore Harry, Voldo, everyone in the chapter applies that Merope Mar- Mar- could have lived if she'd used magic. I'm like, she died in childbirth. Yeah. What are yeah. you talking it's about? It's the wildest, like, weird kind of victim-blaming absolute yeah. no logic. This is why we're so, like, up on Gamps Law right now, because we were just like, it makes no sense that they're like, oh, we should just use magic. What? What would I say? What? What element of using magic would have saved her? She died in childbirth in the, like, what was it, 1920s. It's like Like, maybe
1: if there had been another, like, witch or wizard there to, because, like, as someone who is in pain in child, like, in labor, you probably can't concentrate well enough to even cast a spell on yourself to be able to fix anything. So, like, you would need someone else there.
0: Yeah, she was homeschooled. Yeah. Like, in Hogwarts, you don't even learn enough medicine medical magic yep. to save yourself in childbirth, right. let alone if you were homeschooled. I, mean, so I could I just genu- try like, uh, a pisky
1: see what happens. <laughs> a pisky my yeah, uterus?
0: The other implication is that is that she was hungry and didn't have enough food but then the next book directly goes against this by having the trio be hungry
1: for months. So right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing, chapter? I, I don't get it. Now like, we're going to well, go
2: on a rant on this because now my eyes have been opened.
1: I'm like, well... <laughs> magic hello harry why didn't you just conjure up some extra berries from the forest then you wouldn't be hungry
0: also get hermione to conjure up some canaries cook the canaries why are you so against
1: eating canaries if you're (laughs) that hungry fucking canaries oh man
0: oh so anyway they conjure some canaries and one shits on (laughs) shavers yeah but just after harry asked dean to join The Quidditch team. So Seamus is already upset that he didn't get asked, and then he gets shat on. Um, See, it's is
2: bullshit when people say, when a bird shits on you, it's good luck. No, Seamus didn't even get asked to be on the team, so what good luck is that?
0: They just say that to make you feel better. Yeah, Yeah,
2: you're totally right.
0: What's really funny is on the way to record the last episode, I got shat on (laughs) by a bird. And honestly, I'm now more upset about the fact that it happened last episode and not this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, than I was about the fact that I got a on. Like, how perfect would it be if I had bird shit in my hair right now?
2: Right? It happens. (laughs) I understand Seamus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Harry R seemed
2: to be Chaser, which he
0: describes as having a sinking feeling about. From reading this chapter, like, more closely than I normally have, I will say I think JK squishes way too much of this romantic emotional drama altogether, like... Hermione asking Ron or asking Ron to the Christmas thing, I would have preferred if it was like a chapter or two before and then him kissing Lavender is a bit separated. Mm -hmm. And I know Harry's been mentioning a bit that there's been these hints about Ginny, but this sinking feeling about Dean and things like that, like it just feels like it's all a bit too squished together and tied up with each other. Like especially Hermione asking Ron and Ron kissing Lavender, I wish that was separated by a chapter. Yeah. Yeah, it really goes from zero to 100. Yeah. Their emotions.
1: Although I do feel like that's realistic for, like, sixth form at school when, like, everything was high drama, like... I feel like she was like, this chapter is going to be the one that I focus on that with. And then that's just what happened. And she's like, okay, check mark. I got it done. You know what got I mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: And I guess it does make sense in terms of like they spent the summer together. It's not like she was gonna be making out with anyone in the borough, I would hope. <laughs> Never, uh, this know, is not- <laughs> I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Pornhub. Uh she's not stuck in the Stop dryer. talking
1: about the tumble dryer. <laughs>
0: It's so funny though. But yeah, so I guess maybe it makes sense because it's not like he's going to go back to Hogwarts, see him make out with Dean one day and be like, eh. And then the next day be like, there is
2: a monster inside me. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the puberty monster.
0: Yeah. I've got to love Harry describing his raging penis as a monster. That's what he meant, right? Right? Yeah, for sure. Harry's got a monster cock. But yeah, <laughs> Harry... <laughs> stop oh. harry has a sinking feeling in his chest about asking dean to be chaser which is literally a paragraph that. So he just whined inside his own head about the fact that ron and hermione might go out and then he's like i'm not going to address the fact that is it okay for me to fancy my best mate's sister and also not just my best mate's sister my roommate's girlfriend but he's whining in his head about ron and hermione fancy each other i'm like you are a dirty dirty hypocrite yeah hypocrite 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 not so similar Ron is being shit at Quidditch and punched the woman in the face. <laughs> yeah, he oh really my God, punches
2: yeah. Demelza. Oh my gosh, What that's the fuck, right. Ron?
0: Ron, please. Ron is so bad in this chapter. I I stand Ron. I've said most of this podcast defending Ron. Even I can do nothing nice. in this chapter. He is a piece <laughs> of trash, a trash human yeah. being in this chapter. And then Harry fixes Demelza, her injury. And I'm just like... I feel like medical magic between students at Hogwarts should absolutely be banned.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah, that 100%. sounds like a horrible idea. Harry's like, oh, like, I got it. Yeah,
0: like, I don't know. I don't know about you guys in America, but in the UK, we have, like, school nurses, but mm-hmm. they're not allowed to even give you, I'm not kidding, they're not allowed to give you a plaster. I think they can give you one, but they can't apply it. You have yep. to do it yourself. Yep, that's right. Like, classically all the way Hmm. through school we would have these like blue paper towels if you anything was wrong with you they would give you a cold wet blue paper (laughs) towel and that is all the nurses were allowed to do because anything else they might get sued so they have to wait Hmm. yeah you could have like a splinter they're not allowed to take it out for you you have to like wait until your parent turns up and they have to do it Yeah, I don't know why we had a nurse, to be honest. I don't know what (laughs) their function was at the school. They they literally just wetted blue paper towels. And you'd come in and be like, I've got period pains. I'd be like, blue paper towel. They're like, I've chopped my arm off, blue paper towel. (laughs) Oh no, I did did once gash my arm open. And I was leaving blood trails all throughout the school. Went to the nurse's office and she was just like, I don't know what to do about that. I'm going to call your mum. Here's a blue paper towel. And it was just like, and then, no, but then I was walking back to my lesson because it wasn't, Basically, I'd had like a, a thing on my arm and I had ripped it off, but I wasn't in that much pain. Like, it was fine. Yeah. But I had bled quite a lot throughout the school halls. And the caretaker passed me and he was like, Oh, it was you then, was it? I've, I've spent an hour cleaning. And I was it like, I was Phil.' Oh, I am so <laughs> like, what? I'm sorry. I like, I bled. Do you want me to do your job for you? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't, I can't remember. And I feel like they could give us. I feel like they could. I remember my mom like hating like a my nurse school has nurse given me like Tylenol before at school.
2: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so I think it was much more lax. But I never remember like but I don't know what it's like now. At least. Yeah, I bet it's a lot different now.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is here, like our school nurses aren't actually like qualified nurses, yep. and I think that's a difference. Oh, yes. I think that ours cause... do
1: have to be like a you have to be like an RN. I think something. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, some sort of yeah. standard. I'm... Yeah, because my aunt is a school nurse. Oh.
0: Yeah, ours are literally, it's just some woman. Uh, excuse me, the blue I've towel. never met a male one. <laughs> well, okay, it's just some person. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so they they can't do anything. So I feel like if a school nurse can't do anything... Harry shouldn't be. And uh, also, Harry learned that spell like two months ago. Not even even, like he learned it as he practiced
1: it. This is his first time doing it. Right, he's just like, like, I've heard that word. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, (laughs) even
0: Lockhart for fuck's sake i was just gonna bring
1: up lockhart i was like if lockhart can do what he did to harry's arm imagine what a child can do just yeah like no we've
0: also gone from like their first magical lesson of them learning wingardium leviosa and they have to say it in the right way do the right one movement and like i don't know think the right vibes to suddenly it just being like this is the word you just say the word I think it's shocking for us because the Harry Potter books have a tendency to not show us Harry doing a single spell ever. Like Mm. the Harry Potter books are really lacking in Uh, Harry having magical ability. What are you on about? He does Expelliarmus like many times. That's all you you need. One and done. When we actually see Harry doing a spell rather than Hermione taking over and doing it, we're
1: like, what the fuck is he doing? Like you shouldn't be doing that, you (laughs) incompetent fool. (laughs) But he can teach them in the last book.
2: Oh, yeah, he's a phenomenal teacher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's good at the Patronus. Give him that. I'll give him that.
2: Yeah, he's good at two spells. Harry yeah. only like, does go big or go home. You know, like, forget the little <laughs> yeah. ones.
1: But is Expelliarmus? <laughs> no, they- I guess not that one. No, little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Ginny calls Ron a Pratt because, let's be honest, Ron is a Pratt. And then the Quidditch kind of finishes and they all go back up to the castle and Harry has to have a word with Ron. He's like, but you need to be doing better. Like you, you are good. It's just confidence. Yeah. But Harry also like before, like they've had like a dismal rehearsal practice <laughs> sports rehearsal i, I do sport. sports sports <laughs> <I love that. laughs> they've had like a decent, dis- uh, d- dismal uh practice session but harry leaves them and he's like giving them a pep talk and stuff and then like has a word with ron and like as much as i hate harry he's a really good team captain like the yeah, fact that they've done is. shit and he's he's still like telling them they've done well and stuff and The fact that he's like willing to like discipline his friend. I'm like, Harry, you're doing a good
1: job. Well, he's a good teacher. Like Yeah. yeah, I I will stand by this for the rest of time that he should have been a, a teacher, not Absolutely. A wizard cop. In my head, he's a teacher. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I I actually really thought this later in the chapter when there's another Quidditch practice. And he tells Demelza, like, you are great, please stop crying. And to Ronnie, he's like, you're my best mate, but if you do not stop bullying people on this team, I will kick you off. Like, he's being a really good captain. So then Harry and Ron walk back up to the classroom, go through a tapestry and find Ginny and Dean just... Really make it out. Just, Just full on. Tongues flapping in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are going for it. And this is where a scaly monster. No, A, a large and scaly monster large erupts inside Harry's a chest. A newborn, large, scary monster. <laughs> <laughs> Good writing, JK Rowling. Thanks. Thank you for this. The thing is, up until this point, we haven't been that critical of J.K. Rowling's writing. If anything, we've been... Relatively complimentary of it, like in terms of like her writing style, not in terms of like what she writes. In terms of like the metaphor she uses, the similes she uses, the we've, yeah, we've, we've been like relatively. Oh, this is good. Like that is not what we've been insulting some bit. Yeah, but this isn't what we've been insulting her for. There's a thousand other things we've been insulting her for. And then yeah. we get to this bit, and I'm just like, what were yeah. you thinking? Like, this is the worst metaphor she, ever. She is a questionable writer, but she's not the kind of writer that really has sentences that you read and go, "Eh?" until this sentence and you're like, "Eh?" like,
1: I hardly have have a problem with her metaphors and stuff. I I mean, I've always said, like, she's a great writer. She's just a shitty person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: like, yeah, this line, you're just kind of like, what was she thinking? There's just better ways to describe this. And the thing yeah. is,
0: if it had been a one-off, if it was just like, okay, in this line, a large and scaly monster erupts in his chest, I would have been like, bit weird, but okay. If the fact this is a continuing theme until Harry gets a Ginny of like, the monster purred in approval, I'm like, kill me yeah. now, make it stop. It's, no. It's really weird to me. And I don't know if it's reflecting on JK Rowling and the kind of person that she is, because this is not how jealousy feels to me. To me, jealousy is like, A heart dropping feeling like Mm -hmm. a A sickness deep in your stomach. A a, like pain and aching, like a deep sadness. It's not a large scaly monster is erupting inside me. Like what? And then I'm like, what does this say about JK Rowling as a person? If that is how her jealousy manifests? Maybe she was trying
1: to like manifest it in what she views like a man would manifest that's it? what i've always assu- that's what i've yeah. assumed she
0: decided to write a male protagonist and then when she actually has to write like male puberty feelings she was totally see and i'm like you know they're probably very similar to female puberty feelings oh, like yeah. it's fine joe like they're not gonna be that different i'm that guessing that's
1: the sense. process is she was just like oh well i'll make it I'll make it, like, more because... I'll make it masculine. And yeah. It master- and it's it's like- a monster. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, as we know, J.K. Rowling does not understand gender. So. Yeah, so she's like, sure. men must have monsters inside of them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's her, <laughs> it's, it's her commitment to this bit. and the re- And it's also, like, the reduction of, like, Harry's internal complexity. Like, Harry... Mm. Although we give him a lot of shit. Like we're inside his head. We shouldn't have his emotional complexity reduced to like a scaly monster that roars yeah. or purrs. Like we are inside his head and he is allowed to have complex emotions. Like this is a complex emotion he's going through. He fancies his best friend's sister. I love the line that finishes this chapter of he would not do anything to jeopardize his friendship with Ron. That's a really, really complicated emotion. Explore that in better ways than a scaling monster (laughs) yeah and overall i think you know we do get glimpses kind of of harry's emotions we have to man's going through a lot yeah but Mm -hmm. like not nearly honestly in a way that like we should or that does it justice like there are so many moments when it kind of alludes to the fact that he's trying not to cry it's like it's like let the man cry yeah Mm -hmm. and like there's He's so oblivious to so much and he doesn't always. emote in the way that he should. And it's so like J.K. Rowling really like projecting like toxic masculinity through Harry, I guess, in the way that he will never cry and that he's not feeling sad because he's jealous. He has to feel angry and mm. violent. And it's like, let let him be sad. Let him cry. Let him have those kind of emotions. It doesn't always have to be this like really like violent anger that he's experiencing mm-hmm. and this is why we have like the fifth book that's so just like aggy and annoying because he's just so fucking angry yeah. yes Harry absolutely has the right to be angry but he also has the right to be a whole load of other emotions but all we get is anger from him Yeah. and it's yeah. like men can actually have a really like wide range of emotions and be really three dimensional people they're not just a load of violent anger actually funnily enough JK Rowling fuck you <laughs>
1: Sorry. No, it like <laughs> oh, it apologize. genuinely is, and it, it's so interesting. Like reading, reading these books as an adult, and and in the lens that we read them as people who break down these books like by the chapter. Like you're reading it differently now than you ever did yeah. before. So like, mm. it's not necessarily something that I picked up on when I was reading it just like for leisure. But like 100%. now, but now that we're like going through it, you're all I can think about is like like you said, like the toxic masculinity that is just like so embedded in Harry at times. And I like this sounds so silly because like yes we all know that he's a fictional character but like sometimes I feel bad for him that he's being portrayed that way because in my mind he's so much more than what he's portrayed as in this writing at times and the fact that like his end game like I know that I said this before like but the fact that his end game is that he's a wizard cop just like puts a cherry on that for me. I'm like, why would that be what he does? He yeah. fought. He mm-hmm. fought this his whole life. Like why would he want to continue to do that? Like if anything, yeah. I think like I said, like he would want to teach or something like that. But like Yeah. This is just it just doesn't make sense. Like I feel like I feel like this just is not Harry and that's it just sounds so silly saying that because like obviously this is Harry because the author wrote it this way but like I feel differently (laughs) than the (laughs) author decided to feel so I'm just like no this is not Harry that doesn't make any sense like Harry's so much better than this he's like I don't know it, like reading it now like I like Harry a lot more as an adult reading this book than I did as a kid I always thought he was just super whiny and annoying but like now <laughs> all I can focus on is like his PTSD and his actual issues and I'm just yeah. like oh my gosh like this kid needs help he needs so much help and he really needs to like actually talk about this and like it's just so glossed over and it just upsets me <sighs>
0: Yeah, wow, I can't believe that a man with violent tendencies became a cop.
1: Exactly, it's like, why is that the route we decided to go? Like, come on, we could change this.
0: Ugh. Yeah, yeah. and Harry and Ron do result to physical violence quite often. Like, we're about to see it happen, they're about to do it again, and this, is, this yeah. happens twice in this chapter. So yeah, Ron shouts, he's like, what the hell are you doing? And Dean leaves, which is just hilarious, he's like, ah... Oh, Two men are shouting at my girlfriend, I'm going to go. I'm like, Dean, I know Ginny said go, but I really think you should stay. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dean. So, but Ginny's like, I want a word with my brother. So Ginny starts shouting, It's not your business who I go out with. And Ron says the one of the worst lines of all the books. He doesn't want other people saying my sister is a hmm. dot dot. And Ginny says, a what? oh what and i'm like this didn't need to be any there's already i like really that
1: didn't. when she says that she draws her wand too like she's so yeah, serious yeah. she's like don't even come at me yeah. with that jenny's so badass she really is. But the,
0: wor- the worst bit for me is that Harry jumps in front of them because he sees Ginny, you And he's like, no, no, no. And he says, Ginny, he didn't mean that. But the narrator says, the monster inside him approved of Ron's words. I'm like, this is a girl you fancy and you're agreeing with her brother slut shaving yeah. her. Like, and it's like, oh my God. But then he's like wishing that he was in Dean, Dean's place. It's like, so what, Harry, what do you want? Do you want Ginny to make out? Or is she a slut for making out? Like... Is, right. is the only difference here, whether it's with you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The thing is, the, <laughs> the slut shaming is very realistic for secondary school. Like what Ron and is saying mm-hmm. as well. is like extremely realistic for the era and for the age group they are. But Ron really doesn't have comeuppance or an apology for what he says. We know as the reader that Ginny's in the right by like what she's yelling back by the fact that Harry says Ron doesn't mean it. But there isn't that chance for like Ron to be like, like ever apologize for what is was like he's really quite apologizes. blatant sh- no he no. doesn't no. but like you say that we know that Ginny's in the right but like I'm not sure we always did like very much when I would have read this when I was like a lot younger when I was like a young teenager mm. you would be like oh yeah Ginny's like dating all these boys and stalking them she's a slut and like we didn't have the feminism that we had today and, like, the access to that either. So, like, I very much, like, this is so off the time. Like, when this came out, absolutely, it would be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Ginny's a slut because she's dated a few guys in a row when she's, like, a teenager. Like, you know, I remember, like, girls in my year that had, like, had, like, two boyfriends and you'd be like, oh, she's such a slut, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's so off the era. Like, as much as I hate that Ron says this, like... I hate that he says it because he doesn't get a comeuppance, but I also absolutely see why it's in there because,
1: like, it was really off the time. Yeah, yeah it definitely fits.
2: It's like the bullshit that they try to spin with Taylor Swift. I mean, yes!
0: Is oh okay? Thank you for finding a way to make this about Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: You are absolutely You're right. <laughs> no, truly. Yeah. Like, anytime I think about this, I'm just like, Ugh. and Taylor because how many girlfriends has Ed Sheeran had or Harry Styles or and I like I love Ed Sheeran and Harry Styles but nobody wants to talk about it in that sense but they'll talk about it with Taylor Swift because she's a woman. They can sing about their heartbreak but if she does she's just whining. Yeah
0: I still get people say that to me even though she's now like had the same partner for six years like when I know they're like oh but she's dated like way too many people and she just writes about them I'm like what are you talking about? Yeah. How are you still having that take? Right, right. I know.
1: Yeah, um, literally. Actually, she's been with someone for six years, but what do I know?
0: Not that it <laughs> matters yeah. anyway. She right. dated 12 people in that time. Right. Yeah, but this is why Hannah made the, like, Harry Potter as a Taylor Swift drink musical playlist, because... Oh, yeah, I did do that. Taylor Swift songs for this book, absolutely. Yeah, this entire book could be like there are Taylor Swift songs that fit so well with this book because like the emotions are so charged, like just romantically and sexually. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I,
0: as much as I'm like how I I so go between Harry as a like bicon and Harry as Ace because whilst I'm like yes, absolutely, he's constantly thinking about like all the genders and how hot they are. He also is like seemingly so repulsed by the idea of like people being affectionate towards each other. And then also, can you picture Harry fucking? Like, no, I cannot No, Maybe this is down to the casting of the films that as much as I love Daniel Radcliffe, I cannot picture that man fuck. Not an ounce of sexual chemistry (laughs) from (laughs) that sweet, sweet man. He is like, I both, I, it's so weird. I ridiculously fancy him a lot. And also think that he is like the least sexual being ever to live. <laughs> like, so maybe I'm just struggling. I was actually shocked doing this close reading this chapter that further down when Harry's like zoning out, he is literally thinking about pressing Ginny up against a wall. I'm like... Since Mr. when is this Potter. in this kid's book? Did I? I forgot this? I do think maybe Hi, I just please. really struggled to separate the Dan Rad from the Harry Potter yeah. because I'm like, yeah, maybe like Harry yeah. from what's in the text sure, but like when I just think about Daniel Radcliffe doing it, I'm just like, that man has never pressed anyone against a wall.
1: And also like the script just did Dan Radcliffe and Bonnie right like so dirty. They oh, So bad. So it just like that doesn't help either. Like and I feel you know, I feel bad. Yeah. I've seen
0: more chemistry from, like, a slug than those <laughs> two. It's honestly shocking. You mean yeah. you aren't aroused by someone asking to tie your shoelace?
1: Open up, you. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh. <laughs> Why did so he bite uh, it with his lips? I hate it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he does, though. I know, I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> oh,
1: no. It was good.
0: <laughs> uh, so Ron and Ginny both draw their wands and begin to actually scream at each other so Harry has to full on get in the middle and then like like he's shielding Ginny and pushing Ron back because he's obviously more worried Ron's gonna hurt Ginny than the other way around which isn't the right way around Ginny is a lot more violent and a lot scarier yeah like Ron might be the first to try but Ginny is the first to manage Yeah, yeah.
2: oh she'll finish it for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah. so they
0: are screaming at each other and trying to hex each other which yeah I do kind of like because like we've always seen them bumble along as siblings like they're not like the closest siblings in the world but they've just like they're they're Ron and Ginny they've got on and then like right now they're just going at each other but over the stupidest thing Ginny is screaming that Ron doesn't get any and that's why he has problems okay what I I <laughs> bewilderingly in not only defending Ron, but in a, a chapter where Ron is an asshole, find myself for the second time, God forbid, defending Ron. Here we go. And I'm normally, this is my job. I know I'm normally Ron's biggest hater, and he absolutely is in the wrong here, and he's the one that's out of line. However, I do feel bad for him. Oh yeah. Um in that his younger sister is shaming him for not making out with anyone but like in terms of being like the last one of your friendship group to develop in that way i guess and like um hair toss here i i can't relate because i (laughs) i was the only one in my high school friendship group that was getting any But. I can relate. I always felt like I was the last to get a boyfriend. I was the last. I felt like at one point I remember standing in my kitchen and being like, I must be the most disgusting human being ever to grace this planet. How because are. everyone else has at least like been kissed or made out with people. And The only time people will kiss me is in spin the bottle and no one wants me. Oh. So I relate to Ron. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is this why you got really upset when you tried to kiss me and I backed away? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do feel bad for him in terms of that must really suck to be like i am the last one of the friendship group yeah. to kiss someone and now even my younger sister is kissing someone like it doesn't excuse his behavior but i am like
1: damn ron that must suck it's like, at least like an explanation for him yeah his yeah attitude yeah. and like actions not that it yeah. like excuses it but
0: yeah like if Harry doesn't fuck is still getting kissed and you're not you know that must suck especially because like they do everything together but they move through life stages pretty much at the same time and then yeah his own youngest and then Ginny takes the lowest blow she can find which is Harry made out with Cho Hermione made out with crumb maybe if you made out one someone you'd stop caring so much and storms off and I'm like very valid but such a low blow when Harry is standing in the corridor it's so funny to me that JK Rowling is capable of writing this kind of savagery and yet whenever she's writing Draco insulting Harry (laughs) or anyone it's like the worst insults in the world like it's like you smell of dog poo poo and they're all like oh, draco how could you say such a savage thing your and it's mom is just like poor your mum is
2: dead
0: yeah. yeah and it's just like i always assumed that it was just like jk rowling not being able to write insults but now i read this and i'm just like oh so it's just draco yeah because Jinny yeah. is savage like yes savage. and so then ron's badass. like Ron's like, oh, I do kiss. I just uh, don't do it in public. And she laughs, no, laughs which, yes, queen. Um, and then is like, oh, like, unless you've been kissing Pigwidgeon. And it's like, oh, 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 oh. go off, Ginny. Oh, oh. Unless you have a photo of Aunt Muriel oh, on your <laughs> pillow. <laughs> where she's stuck in the washing machine. Oh, but like, oh, love, Ginny.
1: A queen. queen, an
0: icon, Ginny is everything Ginny was done so wrong in the films, so wrong it's like unbearable. where was this scene please, with like a fiery redhead. absolutely, love it
1: Sometimes I forget how much five and six got like messed up in the movie yeah.
0: Yeah. We missed out so much, especially because Six was basically trying to make itself like a funny rom-com. It is shocking that we don't get any mm. scenes from this chapter. Yeah. Like yeah. This chapter is the makings of a rom-com. Imagine how funny it would be, What like in a scene where Ron and Hermione are trying to have this conversation about going to the Christmas party together and you just see Harry in the background like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. It's actually funny. Yeah. They have all these weird kind of like slapstick comedy moments. But forget this part. Yeah. Like, I think the only good contribution that they have is Harry's. Yeah,
2: <sniffs> yeah, that I was think that,
1: I think that the screenplay writer of Six liked Harry and Hermione's relationship too much, too. He did. Yeah, to like include something like this,
0: which is so stupid because by this point book seven had come out so yeah you might be a harmony shipper inside your own head but if you are gonna bomb the script in book six and seven film six and seven so much that film eight feels forced like yeah what are, oh, you're just screwing yourself over like what are you doing The boys are storming back off to the Gryffindor common room and we get this tiny mention of Harry shocking a girl who's on the sixth floor corridor and her dropping her glass tank of toad spawn anywhere. And this is just like a one sentence mention, but we learn a hell of a lot later that this is Crab or Goyle dressed up as a tiny girl. And I love it because... This kind of detail feels absolutely in keeping oh, with that. Harry Potter and like the normal stuff that's included. So like you don't read this. I feel like with a lot of series, you can always tell. Mm-hmm. You get this kind of small detail and you're yeah. like, oh, oh boy, we're gonna come important. back to
1: that. Yeah, This
0: is so thrown in there. You're like, yeah, that's nothing. And then you're like, it's oh, it's everything. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I love it. i am in like a a few different like group chats with friends of like kind of like book clubby things. but. Not where we're all reading it together. Often, like, one of us is reading something, the other have read blah, blah, blah. My favorite thing is whenever, like, if someone's reading something that I've read and they're messaging me, like, oh, this is definitely, like, a, you know, massive foreshadowing or this is going to come back, and I'm just sat there like, no!
1: <laughs> just no!
2: It's, the, least best
1: to, um, it's <laughs> the best to follow along someone's jersey... Jersey? Journey jersey. <laughs> of reading A Court of Thorns and Roses.
0: i'm so glad you said that because i have been nagging hannah to read it it. she's actually bought a physical copy so because i don't have a kindle so then she said you can borrow the physical copy i'm like did you just buy the physical copy so i will read it you know that one i like buying physical copies of my favorite books and two, I originally illegally downloaded the series because I've got a Kindle that's connected to my mum and my sister and I really didn't want to put fairy porn on my mum's Kindle. <laughs> um and then I felt bad about that. So even like I wanted to buy it anyway, but also I do genuinely I mean I love I love the second and the fifth one. The first one is okay. Yeah. Um agreed. and then the the middle ones are good, but the the, the second and the fifth are Mist oh, and so good.
2: That's a good book. Hannah. Yeah. That's a good book. You have I'm excited. Please, please. I know.
0: Guys, please, please, please talk Hannah into it I, d- I haven't Every said day. no. I haven't said no. No, no, no. But I'm as in uh, talk, talk her into it being the next thing that she reads. Yeah. The problem is my to read list is 30 books long and she wants me to shove it a lot further No, up no, no. No, uh, no, no. Shove it to the top of the list and then we can all have a group chat where you react to it in the group chat. And then we can have a separate group chat where we react to her
2: reacting. Yes.
0: please hannah hannah you have to do it now okay can you bring it next time because i'm about a third of the way through my current book so i'll start it after that
2: yeah success
0: okay so they're walking back up to the common room and harry is fully trying to convince himself that he's jealous of ginny because ginny is ron's sister and he's feeling like brotherly protective feelings because he doesn't have any siblings and like no, because then his immediate next thought is Ron interrupts him while he's literally imagining Ginny pressed up against a wall. I'm like, yeah, not, no, that's not sisterly. He's no, m- he's like, she's like a sister to me. I want to pin her against the, the wall once <laughs> again for the third time. I'm making the joke. He's been watching too much porn. <laughs> also, I'm sorry with his monster purring mm. whilst he's thinking about getting off with her against Furring. the wall. Is Harry a furry? Furring.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: maybe, Furring. maybe. Why is it purring? Mm. Why is a monster purring, Harry? Harry is also so selfish at this point that he says him and Ron don't really speak that evening because they're both like preoccupied. And then they both go to bed, clearly wrapped up in their own thoughts. I just don't understand that. No, and then (laughs) then he begins to watch Ron be a shitbag to Hermione knowing it's because of the comment Ginny made knowing that he loves Hermione like that's his friend and never pulling Ron aside and talking to him about Ginny's comment like Harry now knows Ron fancies Hermione okay he knows something Ginny said upset him and he knows that but he knows that Ron is being unreasonable but never because Harry is so wrapped up with his thoughts of Ginny think Do you know what I should pull Ron aside and like Comfort him or talk to him about what Ginny said. And it just pisses me off because the disrespect for Hermione, who is being bullied by Ron for the next few days when Harry could have done something, is just awful. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that Harry is never there for Hermione. Never. Never. He just continuously just, like, lets this happen. He will always go after Ron and not after Hermione. He's such a bad friend to Hermione, honestly. Like, but yeah, the only time Harry and Ron talk about it is when Ron asks, like, do you reckon she actually did make out with Crumb? And, and Harry... he doesn't say anything to comfort him. He's just like, oh, uh... So, Harry, That's Harry's favourite answer. Friends.
1: Uh...
2: uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah.
0: But what I do have to say is that Hermione really is that bitch. Imagine your first kiss being with, like, a famous international, like, sporting person. Sporting That's good. <laughs> but like, this is... And like, I don't know, as much like, I, you know, Taylor I do love Swift. Emma Watson. Oh. <laughs> but the fact that Emma Watson was just always so gorgeous in a way kind of did Hermione disservice because what you have here and it's really easy to forget is that you have this like, really like nerdy, unassuming girl and then her first kiss is this like famous like sports star i have a lot of issues with like the whole like mary sue trope anyway because i think that it's typically like quite like a sexist trope and i think that mary sues can be a great great thing this is definitely jk rowling's own like mary sue where she's like i want to be the nerdy unassuming girl who at 14 makes out with like an 18 year old famous uh athlete yeah. I miss sport for person again like this <laughs> this really is a Mary Sue moment I don't hate it because I'm like Hermione deserves it go off like this is we were all in some way Hermione so this is why the series part, part of why the series means so much to us but I'm just like Hermione Yes. yes, you legend, you nerdy little weirdo that you just made out with this older, like, famous guy, and that was your first kiss. And also, right. this kiss is now one and a half to two years ago, and it's still fucking run up right. so badly. Right. I'm like, dude, like, whatever your thought process was, you must know this was one and a half to two years ago. Yeah. What is, and how did you not think they kissed? They were seeing each other for like six
1: months and yeah. before. Ron (laughs) Ron is just like in that I feel like Ron is always naive when it comes to like most situations like he in every situation takes the longest to like evolve and grow to like be accepting of things or understand things or anything like that like we've always said that on Swish like he I feel like Ron definitely has the most growth of the trio in terms of like The things that he ends up accepting and believing, and that kind of stuff, because he's like super questionable (laughs) early on in terms of like things that he believes. But then, like, being with Hermione more like helps him come around a little bit, and like he does end up understanding things. But like, that's just typical of Ron. Like, it would take him two years to let it finally sink in. Oh Oh my God. She did make out. She did make out with Crumb. And like, now I'm going to talk about it. Like, come on. I just, it's Ron. It's like surprising, but not for me because like it's just Ron.
0: Yeah. And then he proceeds for the next few days to take it out on every single person around him. Again, the fact that Harry doesn't pull him aside, obviously, this is not Harry's fault. This is Ron's problem. But Harry, you cannot claim that Ron's so important in your life that you're not going to jeopardize anything and then not pull him aside when he is spending every day bullying Hermione. He's bullying Demelza and Ginny on the team. So he's also taking it out specifically on the women around him. Mm. Like he's horrible to Demelza, who we know nothing about. Is just a good chaser. And Ron is like, (laughs) I'm going to bully the shit out of her. I'm going to bully the shit out of Hermione. Just because Hermione kissed a guy, oh, Ron, seriously, you're on the lowest of the low points here. (laughs) So then Ron is not only being a shitbag, he's being bad at Quidditch, which obviously Harry cares more about because it's Harry. So he comes up with a plan and J.K. Rowling writes this in a way where although we're inside Harry's head, Harry keeps the actual plan secret from us. So we end up believing what Hermione and Ron believe. Which is kind of cool. Like I like that it isn't revealed until Ron gets it revealed to him. Mm -hmm. But it's the day of the match and Harry pours Ron a drink and puts something else in it. And Hermione's like, do not drink that drink. And Harry really obviously like puts whatever it is back in his coat. And Hermione's like, do not drink that. And then Ron lets... harry lets ron snap at hermione ron's like stop bossing me about so hermione stalks down the table and harry doesn't go after and say hey i've done this you should be in on this and this pisses me off because harry is shocked at the end of the chapter that his incredible plan backfires on him it would have taken you two seconds to pull hermione aside and tell her what you were doing and you set her up to piss ron off like He is shocked that Ron gets angry when Hermione says, you only saved things because you had Felix Felicis. That's Harry's fault. He should have pulled Hermione aside. By not cluing her in even before he does this, he's therefore risking that she might look the other way and not see it. And also, he, he could have just said to her, hey, I've got this plan. Will you say that you saw me do this thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. he, then he doesn't it even so have to bring the, the bottle. Like, Yeah. yeah. Harry also, doesn't like, think things through. Literally ever. <laughs> he also knows that Hermione will
0: sometimes go to teachers over yes. keeping mm. secrets. Like she did it with the broom. So he's risking that. He's intentionally putting her through hours of pain while she watches the match. Of thinking that Harry's done something terrible and Ron's only performing well. Like they're her... B- and Ginny's on the pitch. So she's watching her three best friends in hours of pain i'm just like it would have taken two minutes to pull you aside and you set up this argument that they then have like yes ron is in the wrong yes like hermione i mean no what she said was correct she thought ron saved the goals because he took Felix Felicis that wasn't her fault but if harry had just pulled her aside yeah. like I, it makes me really yeah. pissed off yeah. despite that this plan weirdly smart for harry yeah (laughs) weirdly smart like fucking hell yes he could have executed it better but this is so distinctly out of character yeah like i cannot fathom how out of character this is like that he it just feels like weirdly at odds for him that like because i was like reading it and i was like why does this feel weird to me and i'm like because this is a smart plan (laughs) and not only is it a smart plan it's a smart plan that hinges On Harry having taken into consideration other people's nature and feelings and reactions, he knows that Hermione is a kind of person to notice this, to pick up on it, to say. He knows that the number one way to get Ron to drink it is to have Hermione say, don't Don't drink drink that. Mm -hmm. He has thought about the way that his friends are, their nature, and he has formulated a very smart plan around it. And there is nothing less in character for Harry.
1: I actually never thought of this that way. And that is like so accurate we talk
2: all the time about how harry couldn't just catch a letter so like then he comes up with this (laughs) like he's so dumb amazing
0: he can't kneel down on the floor and pick one up from the floor (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. he can do this i think it's also because most of his plans are formulated by hermione with him jumping in and helping and this plan is done off screen like harry's like he came up with a plan and then so the suspense is there for the reader He doesn't tell the reader the plan. I think that's also why it feels weird. Because you're like, well, how did you come up with it? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't get that inner working of him figuring out that he needs to let Hermione see. And like, things like that. But... Also, like, the sleight of hand to do this, I would fuck up. I would not oh be able God, to pretend to too. pull something in and then put it, but I'd just be like, oh, I've dropped it. Oh, everything's yeah. gone wrong. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yes. So I wrote no wrote notes about the Quidditch match, because why would I want to write notes about sport? They play Quidditch. They win the Quidditch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need to say more than that. I don't know. I didn't write that. No- Did you write any notes about the Quidditch game? No, no. just that, like... A Slytherin players off, Draco's off and the weather's good. Yeah, that was the only note I wrote. At the end with them getting the snitch, Harper, who's the replacement for Malfoy, is way ahead of Harry. And is literally like has his hand out to get the snitch. Like he is going to win. So Harry heckles him and it works, which like Mm. is kind of like, is that fair on harry's part like there are many rules in quidditch so he can do what he wants but it's not very sportsman like to heckle someone yeah. i mean i know the point is harry has been heckled before and doesn't listen so like harper's the bad playing for listening to the heckling but harper fully fumbles the snitch yeah. because he's been heckled and harry but gets also, it also it's what we've discussed before that it makes no sense that they don't fully have like reserves
1: yeah yes yes makes-
0: no sense. But could you imagine like Harper is some random Slytherin student that Draco has backed out. And like, obviously, we know that this kind of implies that he was actually asked and by Draco and paid off. But could you imagine that that wasn't the case? And you just had like, the captain of the Quidditch team just run up to you a random student. like, uh, uh, Can you fill in for our seeker please today? Right, right now? Like, wouldn't Get on the pitch.
1: Beneficial to have some people that practice with you? No, No. apparently not. (laughs) That
0: like know the team strategy, that like practice on a regular basis. Like, because as far as we hear, like, it's not like the rest of them have like PE where they like do quidditch. It would also be advantageous to the core team to have a team full of reserves because then they could play against the reserves yeah. in practice. Yeah. They play against themselves in practice. If you have another seven reserves,
1: play against them. Right. How is
0: Harry supposed to play against himself? He's the only seeker.
1: <laughs> Truly like, though. He's got to practice catching it, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. where to go? Yeah.
1: There it is. Oh, oh it go? I got it. Exactly. It makes me laugh. I'm great. <laughs> quidditch heavy this book is and how quidditch heavy harry's personality is when we know that the author hates writing quidditch i was gonna say i, I feel like the notes
2: reflect how the author feels <laughs> right. about quidditch she probably would have loved have been like they play quidditch this happened the end
1: yeah because she
0: hates it she hated writing yeah. it so i'm like why is it so big for him yeah, yeah. Men i love sports <laughs> love sports i um did have a point i wanted to discuss about how much is felix Felicis just placebo mm. Mm. because mm. I feel like it could potentially be a lot if not all because like today this works in that I they're actively looking for things yep. the weather's good two players are off everyone plays well Harry manages to heckle his way out like feasibly could Phoenix Felicis because we've discussed before when we were first introduced to the potion how it a- actually works What what are the actual mechanics of it what if there are none? And it's literally just fruit juice. Well, you know, I feel like it's like when you it's wake up, up in a really good mood and you're like, this yeah. is going to be a good day and it is a good day. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, I really yeah. like, I don't believe in manifesting, but did I manifest this? Yeah. Like sometimes, some occasionally, once in a while I do wake up and I'm like, today's going to be a really good yeah. day. And it is. I'm like, yeah. oh, 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 wow. not the opposite. I always find if I have like one annoying thing that happens in the morning, say like... I drop something, it spills everywhere, I have to clean it up. That entire day, Ruined. I will do so many things like that. I will have so many little annoying yep. things mm-hmm. happen. Because yep. you just start to look for them. You notice them. Once you're convinced that's going to happen, yep. it just starts to happen. It's
2: the like anti-Felix.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of like, is Felix Felicis literally just like, just you start to look for the good things that are happening in your day. And, and you also start to believe in yourself because we yeah. experience Harry taking it. But his main comment on how it feels is he'd never done that spell before, but
2: just felt he could do it. I'm like, that's mm. just self-confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's
0: learned the spell. Right. And he just actually right. has some confidence.
2: We just tried the candy version of Felix. It's not yesterday. good, No, it's not good. Not good. Mm-hmm. Is it not? No, not, not good. good.
1: That's a shame. No. Is it just sweet? That's like intensely yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's like yeah.
2: something that I,
1: think it's I would just have enjoyed
2: as like a ten year old. <laughs> oh uh, no. Yeah,
1: yeah no. I maybe would have liked it. At like ten.
2: Maybe get it for your shelf, but don't open it. (laughs) Oh
1: (laughs) Oh, no.
0: (laughs) At the end of the match, Ginny dives bombs Zachariah Smith who's doing the commentating. Also, sorry, the other note I made about the Quidditch. Zachariah Smith is on the Ravenclaw team. You cannot have someone on one of the Quidditch teams commentating on another Quidditch team. Surely. That's a conflict of interest. Yeah, and also then what who's gonna commentate when he's playing? Luna does.
1: So yeah, just but, have Luna full
0: yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, or literally anyone other than and I love Luna, but anyone else.
1: Anyone else. But Luna was hilarious. Luna was great. Yeah. I think that she should just be perfect. But yeah, it shouldn't have been him because he's on one of the teams. Yeah. Also, I just really don't like him. And I and I don't not like many Hufflepuffs, but like he sucks. He's yeah. so Zoe Smith,
2: Ernie Mac, don't yeah. like other of them. Yeah, sorry, Kate, you got some duds. Yeah, but we got some amazings too, okay. okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he is the only really bad one, but Ginny dive bombs him and doesn't get in trouble for it because it's Ginny.
2: All the other team leave the changing room.
0: So Hermione comes in with the boys and she comes in and is like, Harry, I'm gonna have to report you. Like, I'm really sorry, but, and she's like twisting herself. She's clearly been anxious for hours. She's like, I'm gonna have to report you. You shouldn't have done this. And Ron's like, "What? What do you mean?" And she Harry s- lets them. Such a fucking telltale. Why Hermione? Oh, Why? I, I don't. Know. Especially because she confounded McClagan. I'm like, Harry's yeah, right. Yeah. To be fair, you are a hypocrite. It was for her interests. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Harry lets them fight it out between themselves and lets Hermione say Ron's saving all those goals before he turns around and says, I don't know what you two are talking about and shows the cork bottle so we can do our wanky yeah. little reveal. Yeah. Like he lets Hermione dig herself into a terrible hole before he's like, Harry puts Shut his up. dramatic reveal above like the emotional feelings of his friends and that is queer culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Ron does the real dickhead move where it is Harry who has like emotionally manipulated him. Like, yeah, Harry's done a good thing. But if Ron's going to be angry, he should be angry at Harry. But no, he sc- yells at Hermione that you only said I can save the girls because of Felix and storms out the room. And Harry's like, huh, I really didn't expect that to happen. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> right. But oh. like,
1: again, this is Harry being so oblivious because like that is typical ron reaction why would you not expect that
0: yeah and then hermione's like leave me alone ron has been foul to me the last week which is absolutely true ron has been a disgusting shit back to her the last week so they go up to the common room harry is being flirted with by a whole group of women and he is literally not interested he's like oh they keep laughing at my most rubbish jokes get away from me i'm like harry what's wrong with you come (laughs) on <laughs> oh, he's so in love with Ginny, kind of pushes through them to see because he's like, I just want Ron. Where's Ron? <laughs> Finds Ron snogging the face off Lavender Brown, and this is where yeah, Ron and Lavender as a couple enter. Mm. Oh. Mm. I recently watched Lavender's actress. I was forget her name. Jessie Cave? Jess- yes. Yes. Jessica- Cave. Yes, Jesse Cave. Yeah. Recently watched her audition, like a kind of behind the scenes of her audition, and they literally had Rupert Grant sat on a sofa. I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. And they just like Yeah, (laughs) they basically said to her, Just be lavender right now. And she literally was like crawling all over him, being disgusted disgusting yep. it's so good very mind, she's probably like a teenager and oh, this was at this point God. an incredibly famous actor mm-hmm. could yeah. you imagine being put in a room with like a really famous actor <laughs> for your audition and they're just having to like just crawl all over him and oh
2: inc- incredible it's amazing behind the scenes wow. amazing for
0: her i could not do that she is an incredible actress yeah like
2: she does a really good job with
0: lavender she does i mean she makes her like obviously like a lot Well, no, the books make her worse. Like the thing is, lavender's <laughs> been like an okay character up until this point, and then we just dive fall on lavender. It's like yeah. lavender's
1: terrible. <laughs> She's just a lot.
0: So yeah, Ron is wrapped around lavender. But to... yeah, you can't tell whose hands are whose. Um <laughs> I wrote the stupid slut that had to clarify in my notes, Ron, not lavender. <laughs> 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 Harry turns around and sees a mane of bushy hair running out the room, and he's like Okay, i got to go be a friend now. Like, I'm actually going to go be a friend. (laughs) He never does this before. For the first time, he's like, maybe I should go after Hermione. So he goes after her, enters the room where she is and just goes, hi. It's like, Harry, (laughs) say, are you okay? Say, how are you feeling? Don't just go, ooh, birds.
1: (laughs) They're really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Hermione has conjured some canaries because Hermione, when she's, you know, angry does magic Uh, so they're standing in a classroom together not really talking and ron and lavender enter that classroom to have more of a make-out sesh and lavender just leaves she's like oh no (laughs) and ron's like oh there you are harry and they're all just staring at each other why wasn't this in the film just then like staring down each other like i know they did do it in the film but i feel like they could have made it kind of more funny and yeah for sure And then Hermione is clear, is is trying to do what we all wish we could do of when something terrible has happened to us romantically and we want to save face. And but to be fair, she does it well. Like you know you have in your head what you would do in a situation oh, where you have been like yeah. rejected or something terrible has happened and you never get to do it. Hermione does a relatively good job. She's like you don't want to leave lavender waiting. Walks towards the door and then at the last moment Fires is the canaries at Ron <laughs> like bullets? Yeah. I'm like, I don't like violence, but yes, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's savage.
0: Yeah, my only comparison that I can draw is like, I've been cheated on twice in my life. And whilst being cheated on absolutely sucks, the best thing about it is getting to act like you're in EastEnders. Like, it's so good. Eastenders, by the way, is like a soap, like a soap opera. Thank like, you. So dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> Everyone screams <laughs> Sorry, at each other. We just speak so British. Um, <laughs> British. Eastenders. Like it. Honestly, is such a good feeling because you never in your life gets to get to be that dramatic <laughs> that it kind <laughs> of makes up for being cheated on. Like <laughs> the first time I found out, I was at his mum's house and he was in the shower. He like had just gotten in, and I like banged on the shower door and i was like come out and then he like came out and i was like what and then i like told him blah blah blah. and then i stormed out of his house his mum was a bitch absolute bitch (laughs) and i like stormed into the room she was in and was like well it was nice knowing you and then stormed out the house (laughs) like really obviously sarcastic and the second time more recently like six months ago i found out when he was asleep in my bed and i walked into the room what pulled the covers off him to wake him up threw his phone at him and went get out of my flat (laughs) get out of my pub literally that energy so i feel like this is hermione's equivalent at that moment where she's getting to live her best dramatic life and i love that for her the only thing i'd say it means which is good she shouldn't not do this but she by doing this tells ron that she did like him like yeah. she should do this she shouldn't hide it from him but by saying that line and firing the canaries she doesn't know whether ron ever liked her i mean i think she knows he does and he's being an immature twat but she's giving him the cards of yeah i liked you and you and, and you fucked it up whereas i feel like me internally would be like okay i never want him to know like i can't confirm that i actually liked him
1: Wow, you really are healthy with your feelings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. I'm somebody who I want whatever whatever will make that person... This is so Slytherin. <laughs> 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 whatever will make that person feel the worst, I would prefer. Yeah. So if I think them knowing that I liked them would make them feel like absolute shit then I want them to know that
0: yeah the thing is that's the thing like I think she knows he liked her so she's kind of being like well you could have had me and instead you've gotten something else and now you can't and now you never can so yeah Yeah. it's really interesting actually because in most ways in my life I would say that I started off Incredibly Southern, and I've aged more towards Hufflepuff. I would say, in this way, it's the backwards way. When I, when like a few years ago, I like massively had a thing that I couldn't admit weakness in a way. And I would say that this kind of thing, like for me, liking someone would feel like a weakness. Yeah, 100%. So I like wouldn't want to admit it. Nowadays, I feel like I have done a lot of work on myself where, yes, I'm still a bit like that, but I feel like I've really gotten past a lot of it and I'm a lot better at like opening up and like admitting. Weakness, I air quotes here. So now I probably have aged more into being a Slytherin, like I am. Where I, yeah, I would probably go the route of what is going to hurt this person the most. yeah but also yeah I'm just so impressed that finally manages to do this because I think we all want to do something like this in this kind of moment but instead what actually happens
2: in most real life moments is you're just like
1: <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah and like you run off not the other way around yeah yeah,
2: yeah she stood her ground
1: yeah attack him with
0: some birds yeah. the thing is if it was a man doing this or a female character I'd be like that's the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> he, attacked like, he attacked her <laughs> this I'm like send the birds at you <laughs> it's the crow send more birds at Ron <laughs> I do want to draw attention to the line. She walked slowly and erectly, purely because not a good enough reason to use the phrase "erectly."
2: <laughs> I feel like the author uses that word too much.
0: I see what she was saying. Like she could have just said with her head held high. Like I feel like Hermione was There's trying to many... do that thing where you have yeah. like you're like okay, yeah no, I'm fine. I'm I fine. I understand the meaning behind the line. That wasn't my issue It's just the word erectly. (laughs) The word erectly. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, I will say, very Taylor Swift of Hermione. Mm -hmm. See, this This... is her reputation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. Look what
1: you made me do. (laughs) Right.
0: What did you guys think of this chapter that you definitely...
1: That's true, and it's completely rightful <laughs> and I'm so sorry. You're it was fine. a shared
2: fault. It's fine.
1: Yeah, no, I like this chapter because this is this is my favorite type of Hogwarts to read about. Like when it's just like the normal, real teenagery type of stuff and like not hairy all. I need to defeat the Dark Lord. It's like, (laughs) no, it's just like teenagers being teenagers and like we get to read that and like that makes these books feel more real to me. So like I've always loved these kinds of chapters and this one is a really, this one is a really good one.
0: That's so funny. That's word for word what Hannah has said so many times. Really?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want the mundane. Like I love the mundane parts of the book. More mundane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel bad for all of the Hermione Ron stands for this chapter because it's like just another way of them not getting Dude, my together. Heart was crushed.
0: I, I remember read. I remember reading the bit about them in the greenhouse and they asked each other, and I was like, "It's happening! It's happening! It's happening!" Then within half a chapter being like, Yep. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> crushed." <laughs> I honestly, I don't know if I'm just a clueless bitch. I genuinely don't think I. I was oblivious. <laughs> I think until it like got like massively, uh, probably it's around. Explicit at this point. No, I think it was probably around this point that I was like, "Oh, they're supposed to like each other." But I don't think <laughs> before this point where it really became like in the text that I was like, "Oh, like I just didn't see it." I don't know, and then it just came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh, right." Oh, I guess okay.
1: they're together. I was yeah. all in on Ron yep. and Hermione for so long. Like I was on the MuggleNet chat rooms, like the Romani chat room. There was a specific chat room. I'm pretty. Su- I'm pretty sure I would like role play Ron and Hermione in the chat rooms. Role playing. Brilliant. I was all in. Oh, I was absolutely I- all in.
0: Yeah, I was so. I remember I got into fan fiction. I think between book six and seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because I was like, "What's going to happen with Ron Hermione?" Like, yeah. Oh my gosh! I did you ever go on checkmated?
2: Yes, that, that was, was like specifically, their specifically Ron yep. and
1: Hermione fan fiction. Yeah. Wow, that's the greatest title for that.
0: Checkmated. That is good. Checkmated is good. Yeah, I I do love this one just because it feels like normal school, and it also is pretty realistic to this age of school, like, 17 years old, and just everything being so dramatic, like, everything like this, that this kind of drama was your whole world. Mm -hmm. Apart from Harry, who's obsessed with Quidditch, Quidditch
2: is also his whole world. (laughs) Yeah. Till he's too obsessed with Malfoy, then he actually starts to forget about Quidditch. But that comes later. Yeah.
0: Because Malfoy is more addictive than Ginny in this
2: book. (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) No, yeah, I, I really like it as a chapter as well. It's, like, silly and fluffy, and... I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the complicated, like, relationship stuff. Yeah. It's good. It's a, it's a nice break from the constant mis- misery. Yeah. hmm
2: hmm
0: hmm Could you guys please tell us why, I mean, it should be obvious, and I'm sure a lot of them do, but why our listeners should go and listen to Swish and Flick, where you are in the books, how, what form your podcast takes,
2: and why they should definitely go and listen to Swish and Flick. Sure. Um, If you like being a weird nerd like we do and talking about harry potter and also like random
1: other inside jokes that just like happen just because they do inside joke heavy yeah we're basically a book club style podcast i Pretty similar to you guys, but we are family friendly because we have a teacher on our podcast.
0: I can't believe okay. you don't. You think this podcast isn't family? Friendly? Wow! <laughs> was, it the, was it the jokes about like sibling porn or like? Was it like I can't work it out? I could never do a family friendly podcast. It's ever. taken
1: a lot of training. Let me tell it you, it truly has because I swear quite a bit in my normal life and tiffany has beat it out of us for yeah. this podcast whenever we'll do like a oh patron gosh.
2: thing like we'll kind of let a little bit more
1: loose and people are just like it's just so weird to hear you guys swear i'm like you have no I idea the <laughs> yeah, no clue. <laughs> but we're actually also on half blood prince we are i think we're on chapter 21 or 22 somewhere ish around there but you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts um we're on instagram twitter Sometimes TikTok. I'm trying. I'm trying, guys, at Swish Flick Woo! Cast. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we would we would love to have anybody come and listen. We We'd love fun. to have
2: you come along and listen to us debate polydactyl cats for three
1: hours, dude. We talk about the weirdest shit sometimes. I just like I don't even have an explanation half the time. No, nope. I'll look at our yep. episode titles. I'm like,
2: what the? Fuck like uh, seriously, about- <laughs> like I'll go back
1: through them and I'm like, why did we put this out as like a public title for an episode? <laughs>
0: I mean, have you guys seen our episode titles? <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of ours... and can relate. Isn't one of ours like, "defarts float? Yes. Like, why? <laughs> why did we do know. that? We thought know. that was okay, and we put it out there to it's the masses. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. The worst thing... I mean, all our episode titles are bad, but I have had it where I joined a new company, and I was like, oh yeah, I run a Harry Potter podcast, so without realizing the latest episode we had put out was called something bad god-awful like really even for us god-awful and I was like don't look don't look don't I look. think it was one about her eating feces <laughs> no that wasn't it it was before sure? then but that has been an episode title yeah. but yeah I have to realise sometimes when I mention the podcast to people and then I'm like what the fuck was the latest episode title like oh my god if
2: they go look this <laughs> up.
0: yeah all the time because I'm freelance and I like pitch to clients a lot and like the podcast comes up more than you would think it would yeah they're yeah. like oh i have to go listen I'm like don't
1: don't <laughs> no. Don't no <laughs> it's okay you don't have to do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that's
0: so-. then people when I make friends with new people they're like I'll go listen I'm like that's so sweet don't it's you bad don't have it's to bad
2: don't. you don't have to do that <laughs> but
0: anyway you guys the people already six episodes deep into us We'll love Swish and Flick because, you know, six, you've already committed six, episodes. six seasons. <laughs> oh, like, where are we in life. Like,
1: Oh, okay. Six episodes. <laughs> we, yeah, we're a new six podcast. Six whole episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely not 103. <laughs> you are deep into the madness and yeah. you will yes. love Swish and Flick yeah. if you don't so, listen already, which I know a lot of you do already. Yeah. <laughs> so go listen to our favorite people. We will also, I think we're going Yeah, with you guys. Yeah. A point to your host podcast. Yeah, sort of. absolutely. So go listen
1: because of that regardless yeah. yeah thank you yeah thank you thank for you. having us
0: uh, thank you for coming do you guys <laughs> have anything
1: else you want to like rep or anything like that before we go you guys if all you know want. this
2: but these ladies are amazing
1: yeah yeah definitely and i guess if you want to just follow katie and i we are at the petrus family but that's really katie talks about running a lot i talk about reading a lot cats and dogs Love we it. go to disney a lot yeah
0: there's there's pictures <laughs> of your pets <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> I think at one point I sent you a message basically saying I want to eat your dog not in a not in a bad way in the way it was such a cute photo I was like I I need mean, I want the dog the dog I
1: have to go take his eight month photo today actually
0: oh, I know <laughs> the little baby but yeah thank you guys so much for coming on this was great I can't wait to we're all together in person again because I, I just
2: like.
1: I <laughs> I know I'm so excited
0: yeah thank you guys so much for coming on thank you guys for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one bye bye (laughs) please leave that pause in Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Mac, Yolanda, Thomas, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, Phoenix, Patrick, Nick, Layla, Clara, Catherine, and